Welcome to the Giants Huddle, a New York Giants podcast. I'm John Schmoke, and welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. This week, three conversations. Victor Cruz has a chance to talk to three Giants rookies, DeAndre Baker, Darius Slayton, and Dexter Lawrence. We'll get to those conversations in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you, you can find the Giants Huddle podcast on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Find it, subscribe, add us to your favorites. And if you're an Apple podcast and you like what you hear, please leave a five-star positive review. So Victor had a chance to talk to the three rookies about what they learned in their rookie seasons, what it was like for their first year in the NFL. And then the rookies had a chance to ask Victor some questions, draw on his experience, and learn something from a Giants legend. Our first conversation Victor Cruz with Dexter Lawrence. Uh, what's up? I'm Victor Cruz. I'm here with uh, Dexter Lawrence. All right, first things first, Dex, what are, something, uh, what are some things that you look back on this season uh, for you yourself to build upon and to get better at going into next season? I just say being more consistent, uh, you know, being more uh, keyed into little technique things that, you know, that sometimes you just let go when you in the course of a game, just uh, little things like that, just very minor things that, you know, you don't really pay attention to, but you need to be focused on. I want to talk about some of your teammates. What are some of the guys, either on the D-line or around the entire team, what are some of the guys that have helped you throughout this process in your first year? A lot of guys in the, in, in my room, like Dalvin, uh, Leonard, B- BJ, I call him Bobby, but uh, RJ, you know, just the older guys, you know, just they helping me in different ways, you know, like even with life things, they helping me with that. So I'll just say they've been positive um, influences on me. What did you learn from Leonard? I know he came in a little later in the season, but he's obviously a guy that's been in the league a few years now, been on the other side of the New York, uh, you know, organization. What are some of the things he came in and taught you or just or just something you picked up from him? Mainly just his experience, you know, uh, little things on the field that, you know, he helped me uh, pay attention to, like different things with the offensive linemen or, you know, uh, just uh, running stuff, like just just me and him about to do something without everybody else knowing, you know, just some communication stuff that, you know, helped me do some games and, you know, just life stuff that, you know, we talked about. Now, as you know, every season, um, as you will continue to know, obviously, every season has its ups and downs, and you've probably faced that in college and even as far back as high school. Um, as far as those ups and downs, what are some of the things uh, or the bright spots that you can hang your hat on for this season? Definitely just seeing the improvement uh, each game. Uh, you know, we, we wasn't taking steps back. We kind of was stuck, you know, in, in some areas. But, you know, the end of the season uh, is here, so we, we kind of just on the up and up right now. And, and that's the positive that you see with this team. Like, we, we, ha- we didn't give up when we easily could have because um, we knew we wasn't going to the playoffs. But, you know, we just stayed – consistent and you know stay with our routines our habits and you know just seeing us rise all right now i need a cool story give me a memory from this year what's your funnest memory uh of this year in the room it's just it's just steady laughter and there, you know in the d-line room you know we're cracking on each other just going back and forth with everything and uh you know just just seeing how close you know we can get so fast it happened so fast and just just being around those guys, you know, just make me want to come out here every day and, and go Man. hard for them. Traditionally, that defensive line room, I remember coming out of the receiver room, and it was like close by. It's like two doors yeah. down. Anytime I would come out of there and walk by, even if I was getting the water or just walking by, I just hear either commotion, either they're arguing yeah. because like, oh, that's a sack, or that's not a sack, or there's laughter because yeah. you guys are. And it's always fun to see D linemen just relishing that and be a part of that. So that leads me to my follow-up question. What is the biggest thing that you've learned 
or the biggest difference that you've seen from college to the professional level? Your close, but you know, your college boys are your college boys, and um, you know I tried to bring that here. That's that's one thing I tried to just you know, no no jealousy, no no just just healthy competition, and um, you kind of you kind of see that if you, you just gotta bring it to there. You can't just hope it happen. You gotta go get it kind of deal because you know everybody's playing for their family pretty much, and you know you can get honed in on that, but to win you gotta be one. So every offseason, I used to pick like one thing to work on, whether it's catching the ball better or whether it's working on my footwork or whether it's getting better at, you know, seeing the ball, hand-eye coordination. What's one of the things you're going to work on in your first, um, you know, offseason as a professional? Yeah, there's a few things, uh, uh, you know, I've been talking about. Just, you know, being more flexible, uh, you know, footwork definitely is key and pad level for my position. And, um, you know, there's some things that I'll probably just, just hone in on for the first few weeks and then, you know, see how that goes and, you know, just keep adding on. I'd love for you to play 25 years in this league if you could. And throughout those 25 years, what would you say would be your biggest goal that you want to accomplish individually as a professional? Just impacting with my play, uh, you know, just just showing people how hard I go and, um, you know, just the unselfishness. Cause I'm not playing for myself. I'm playing for my brothers next to me. I'm playing for the people who can't play, uh, you know, just, just impacting lives and, you know, just showing them that, you know, it's ha let's have, I'm having fun out there and, you know, keeping a smile on my face. Now, I know you're on the other side of the ball, but talk to me about Eli Manning. Talk to me about just what you learned from him or, you know, your rapport with him or things he may have said to you. Um, or things like that. What's your rapport with Eli? You know him pretty well. He 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 don't say much, but when he does, it's it's, it's pretty powerful. And um, you know, I ask him little questions about like just just life. You know, just seeing how how he made it so long, and you know how he kept being consistent throughout his career. Uh, and he gave me some little tips that you know I definitely keep in my mind, and you know, is is keep going on it. Now I can't let you leave without talking about this nickname, right? Sexy Dexy. Yeah. Where did it come from? Is it self-proclaimed? Like, and I seen you on these red carpets. You hold it down. It's a fit. Like, it's real. It's a real thing. So, did you? Is it self-proclaimed or what? What's up? It started in middle school. My middle school football coach. Uh, first day out there, he he said, "Ooh, big sexy Dexy." He coached Clyde. I remember. It. Uh, I was like, mm, okay. Then you know, the name kept going through high school, and you know, it kind of died down a little bit in in, co in college a little bit, but it picked up and. You know, now, you know, bringing it back. Hey, I got some questions for you. So, you know, obviously you saw my look, my dance moves on the field. Uh, you know, that just come from, you know, Sexy Dexy. So where, where does salsa come from? Where did that come from? Oh man, so uh, for those who don't know, I'm half Puerto Rican. So I grew up, my mom is Puerto Rican. I grew up in a extremely Puerto Rican household. And whether it was Monday afternoon, you know, on a, you know, random day at two o'clock, or whether it's Saturday night, you know, my grandmother was dancing and she was teaching me dances, teaching me all sorts of dances, right? Not just the salsa, but every dance you could think of. So obviously I'm, you know, honing in on that. My grandmother used to be like, you're gonna, you're gonna thank me for this later when you need girls and you're out in the clubs. Like, you're gonna thank me for this. Cause obviously as a kid, you're like, I don't wanna do this. But she was like, you're gonna thank me. And I was like, okay. And then obviously fast forward to the league, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, a celebration or something I, I could kind of hang my hat on. And one of the coaches came up to me, he was like, you got to represent your culture in the end zone and do it and do a dance. And I was like, coach, you're bugging. Like, I'm not like I'm an undrafted free agent. I'm just trying to make sure I catch the ball and get out of dodge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm Eli. Eli's trusting me to catch this thing and get out of bounds and don't fumble and do what I need to do. So long story short, I was getting my first start. I told my coach that I'd do it just to get him out my face. And then during that game in Philly, week three, 2011, never forget it. 
I, I, my first catch that I ever had in that game, took it up the sideline, shook two defenders, going to the end zone. I remembered like coming across the one yard line into the end zone and I'm like, I gotta do this dance now. Like I can't not do it. First catch, the whole thing. So I just broke out, started doing it. And then my grandmother, I guess it aired. My grandmother only watched two channels, Telemundo and Univision. And I think it aired on one of those networks and she called me and was like, what did you just do? And I was like, well, I did the salsa you taught me. She was like, for as long as you play in the league, you got to keep doing that dance. And I was like, I'm locked in, done. (laughs) It's good stuff, appreciate it. That's Big Dex talking to Victor Cruz. Now let's go to a player that plays the same position that Victor Cruz did when he was with the Giants. Fifth round pick, Darius Slayton. All right, so uh, I'm Victor Cruz. I'm sitting here with rookie sensation Darius Slayton. I'm um, just going to ask you a few questions about the season and get your thoughts, man, okay? Um, so first and foremost, looking back at this season, uh, what are some of the things you feel like you can build on? Just, you know, starting to get more aware of my game, add some more nuance to my game, things I'm learning from guys like Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, they're, you know, Golden's kind of, you know, towards the back end of his career. Um, so he uses a lot of more, of, you know, subtle things to get open as opposed to just raw athleticism. So I definitely know that's something I have to add to my game. Is Golden Tate one of those guys that you leaned on this year to kind of just gain knowledge and, and gain the nuances of the game because he's seen so much? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, questions and also just having a chance to watch him um, play and practice. You know, I get to learn things just from watching them. What's one of the biggest things you learn? I know this is, uh, you know, your rookie season and you had some injury early on. But once you got things going, you really picked it up. What was one of the things you learned about yourself coming from when you initially got drafted here and up until this point now? Just that, you know, I could stay engaged and focused. You know, normally I've, I've always been on the field all the time. So, you know, being out in the preseason and then not knowing how much I was going to play during the regular season, um, you know, it's just a lot of doubt there, especially when you're you're not used to being a guy that has to worry about those kind of things. So, um, just that I can stay focused and um, you know be present. Okay, so you you've shown that you got hands, right? You've shown that you got some wheels, um, and you've shown that you have the temperament to play in New York City. So, what are some of the things you need to work on? What do you th- what are some of the things in the off season that you're going to be cued in on? to work on to be better for next year? You know, I think I've been better at certain things than what people expected, but I can still improve. Like I said, my route running, um, you know, even still, I think, I don't think any receiver should ever stop working on their ability to catch the ball, because obviously that's the most important thing we do. So definitely want to work on those kind of things in the offseason. In your opinion, what's the biggest thing or the biggest difference from college level football to the pros? Just the mental aspect. Um, You come across some guys on Sundays that are just smart you know they it's like they already know what you're doing before you're going to do it and um, you just have to be really keyed in on making everything look the same and anything you give away you know it's kind of like you know uh, going to court of law like anything you say can be used against you you know kind of thing so um, just got to be really subtle in all your in all your movements okay so this is your first off season as a professional football player what's going to be your off season regimen are you going to like link up with guys work out are you going to take some time off what's your plan definitely take some time off first just <laughs> sit down somewhere for a little bit um, let my body heal relax and then um, you know hit the ground running training um, probably try to it's always in my opinion it's better to train with at least two or three other people because you know by yourself it's just a grind but um, you know get some training in and get myself ready for OTAs. One thing I want to talk about before we wrap things up here is Eli Manning right you've obviously understood his career um, and you've got to play with him um, what do you think is a, tell me what you learned from Eli Manning, and then secondly, just what does it feel to catch 
uh, a receiving touchdown from Eli Manning, a potential Hall of Famer? How to be a pro, I'd probably say, is the biggest thing I learned from Eli. Um, I think if, if of all of his years of great, you know, if this year, you know, of, you know, he sat for weeks, you know, and then came out against Philadelphia and lit it up, you know, so that's just a testament to, you know, real, a true professional is always ready. You know, he was never, um, you know, checked out or anything like that. I mean, he was ready to go and obviously showed that when he had his opportunity to play. Yeah, that's true. I think one thing I could say for Eli, he's always the consummate professional, no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on around him or with the team, he remains professional. So switching gears a little bit, Daniel Jones, you guys have created a rapport unlike anything other this season. It shows, it shows his confidence in you. It shows that he trusts you to make a play. Uh, whether it's third down or whether it's a moment in the game where the Giants need a big play to be made. It seems like you were always the guy that kind of rang that bell for Daniel Jones. Just talk to me about you and Daniel's rapport and how you guys have gotten along throughout the season. I think it just kind of came organically. You know, we, we both came in rookies together from literally rookie minicamp all the way till now. We've kind of always been repping because we were both second team, third team. And then as we both kind of worked our way to the first team, um, those two kind of pass kind of aligned. So we were always, you know, repping together in practice, um, played together in games. And then obviously now we have a season, almost a season's worth of games together. And I think it's just, it's been uh, really key to our success. Probably one of the biggest questions I want to ask you is like, when you, when you first started having your success, what gave you the confidence that you could like, you know, become as big as you became? Well, I think what gave me the confidence, well, A, it was just like my, my teammates, right? I, I didn't have teammates that were like, oh, he's a free agent, or he's just a young guy, like, let's try to downplay his, you know, his abilities or keep him to the wayside or not uplift each other. Um, I think they were behind me 100%. And once they saw that I was doing good things and putting good things on film and making plays out here on the practice field, and then that transferred over to the game field, they were like, okay, this kid's for real. Let's bring him into the fold. And that confidence from my teammates is one thing to get it from your coaches and you know you're doing things well, but when you're in that meeting room or in the locker room, to get it from your, uh, from your peers and your teammates was a whole different feel. How did you adjust your game? Like once you felt like other teams started to, obviously once you become number one guy, you know, teams start to try to stop you. So how did you adjust your game once you felt like other teams were scheming to stop you? I think the biggest thing was understanding schemes and understanding coverages, right? And not just, you know, coverages when it's just a, a two shell or 42 or just cover four. It's understanding like, okay, I'm watching film on like a guy like Des Bryant who's going to get double teamed, right? And no matter where they put him at on the line, they shadow a guy or they got a, a safety over the top. So I used to study how teams double team players and how to just beat that. And I would go to coach uh, our offense coordinator at the time and just show him things that I was looking at. He showed me things and we just dissected and we just came up with a plan and obviously playing the slot you know you, you get that opportunity to kind of be all over the place and not really let teams key on you and uh, and we just you know came up with a plan and, and, and was great and obviously I had you know other receivers on the team to take some of the pressure off me too so it was good. When y'all started your Super Bowl season midway through the year did you feel like y'all were going to win the Super Bowl at the end of the year? Or was it kind of like, we're a pretty good team, but, you know, not, not sure? No, it, it was, uh, you know, the Super Bowl, it was always something that we thought about. It was always something that was our goal. But uh, I think there was just some low. I mean, I, throughout a season, there's always ups and downs. As you know, this is your first year. You know, you can, there's ups, there's highs, and there's lows. Um, I mean, we went through a skill where we lost four straight in the middle of the season and we didn't know what was gonna happen, but we knew that we controlled our destiny and we knew that we had a core group of guys that could battle through anything. 
And as long as we knew that and anchored each other, I mean, we were such a family. We would go, I mean, we would be in packs of like 15 going places just to eat dinner. And it was like, okay, these guys are a real family. This is bigger than just on the field or in the locker room. And I think that really paid dividends because we were out here playing for each other. It wasn't even about winning, losing. It was like, if I'm out here with Amon Bradshaw, I'm fighting for him. If I'm out here with Eli, I'm fighting for him. Defense, same thing. So understanding that was, it just helped us, you know, week in and week out. And then once we hit our stride, we just hit, hit the ground running and never looked back. Now let's go to first round pick DeAndre Baker. Victor talked to DeAndre about what his rookie season was like, but then it gets very interesting at the end when DeAndre Baker tries to pick Victor Cruz's brain about what he looked for when he scouted opposing cornerbacks when he was an active wide receiver with the Giants. So what's up, everybody? I'm Victor Cruz, sitting here with DeAndre Baker. Um, first and foremost, I just want to get right to it. Um, coming into this season, what's the biggest thing that you wanted to build upon um, you know, from the beginning of the season all the way through. Uh, just the mental part of the game, you know, just learn how to break down film, you know, tendencies of the receivers, just, you know, learning from the older guys, things to help my game. Um, talk about some of them older guys. What are some of the guys that kind of helped you along the way, kind of get better and kind of, uh, uh, you know, help you throughout your journey uh, of this year? Oh, yeah, uh, A.B. and Tom Bethea, Jack Rabbit, Mike, Mike T., Mike Thomas. You know, just helped me break down the film in different ways to, you know, play different techniques, stuff like that. So it helped me big time. What are some of the things you learned? Um, obviously, this season for the entire team was kind of up and down. What are some of the things you learned about yourself, uh, whether it's technique-wise, whether it's something personal, whether it's something that some, you know, one of your teammates taught you? What's something you learned about yourself throughout this year? That I could play on this level, you know. I ain't never questioned it, but, you know, throughout the season, it just kind of like, I really know I could do this. Uh, so we know you get, you know, you, you put the clamps on guys. We know you break on the ball. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you can improve upon in this offseason, your first, uh, you know, football offseason as a professional? What are some of the things you're going to work on? I'd probably say just, you know, uh, better technique to get in better position and get interceptions other than PBUs and stuff like that. What's the biggest difference for you from the college level to the pro level? I'd probably say the uh, QB timing, you know ball coming out way quicker than college. Yeah, and what do you plan to do to kind of, in the off season to get better at that? To kind of see the ball coming out, read your keys a little faster. What are some of the things you're gonna do to improve? Just no learning, learning how to read the quarterback tendencies, you no know, read and run pass, things like that to help me react quicker and be a step better in my game. Who are some of the guys that, if you had to compare your game uh, to somebody else, whether it's an older player, or uh, just some of the great, you know, corners that have played the game, who would you say you model your game after? Definitely uh, Patrick Peterson. I like how he played the game. And uh, Xavier Rhodes, those two guys, I really like how they play the game. What's your biggest goal as a professional? Whether you play 100 years in this league, what is the one thing you want to accomplish as a professional athlete? Uh, I want to be a Hall of Famer, you know, but, you know, but most of all, I want to make Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, so these things so far. Um, what's your off-season regimen going to be like? Obviously, your first off-season uh, as a professional, what are you going to do? You're going to train with guys, you're going to take some time off. What's your plan? I'm going to take some time off first, uh, for like first couple weeks. Then I'm going to get back to it, start working out back at home. Okay, can I ask you a few questions? What were some things you used to watch Watch for like when you were uh, studying film on cornerback? Well, that's a good question. One of the things I used to watch was for tendencies, right? So like if they impress um, does he have a tendency to like look inside the ball a lot or was he like looking at my hips? Was he a hips guy or was he like a head guy? Some guys trying to look at your chin and I knew if you was a chin guy I could shake you all day and get my releases off the line yeah. But if you were a waist guy, I had to really do some work at the line to make you think I was going one way 
and going the other way. So I just looked at little tendencies um, and things that corners used to give up. And then if you were a press guy, press bail, I kind of would, would just always kind of look and see, you know, what kind of guy you were, especially from press, because I used to get a lot of press in that slot. They're always trying to disrupt the routes and things like that and disrupt the timing. Um, so that's one of the things I used to look for. So like say cornerback uh, and off coverage, what was your mindset of getting an opening and things like that? So if I saw him in off coverage, first things first is close that cushion. I got to get up on him quick so he don't, he got to make a decision. He don't know which way I'm going. So I just attack him straight, straight, straight until I see that he's in panic mode, right? That he don't know where I'm going. And then I usually at that point, I'd stem him up, get to the top of my route, either snap it across or, or just fly right past him and go straight. But first things first was closing that cushion so he won't have an opportunity to put his foot in the ground and see which way I was going. At the catch point, how would you like with your eyes? I see different receivers, they'll probably just, the ball will be coming, their eyes will get big, or some guys just have a regular face. Like The biggest thing for me, I definitely was a big eye guy. Like I was always like, oh, here it come. But I would always make sure, so I would do things like this, right? So I would, even when times where I wasn't getting the ball and it was run away from me, yeah. I'd run a route or I'd run like a 10, 12 yards and then act like the ball was coming and then DB be jumping up and down, you know? So I'd use that every now and again to where there'd be a time where he'd think I wouldn't be getting the ball, but I'd really be running a route, you know? So I'd do that um, sometimes, but the biggest thing for me was just late hands. Like if it's a deep ball or if it's a ball, even across the middle, I was I used to wait to that last moment to just reach my hands out there and grab it because, you know, that's what guys like you are looking for, waiting for you to throw your hands out there and play through the hands with the ball. So what were some things that DBs did that you didn't really like that much? I just hated long arm guys, like guys like Ike Taylor. Yeah. If you had, if you lined up and you got your arms down and they scraping the grass, yeah. and I'm just like, damn, these long arms is gonna give me trouble today. So I knew that I had to be, you know, diligent with my releases and make sure I was disciplined in what I was doing because one false move, that for, you know, that right hand getting my chest is over. I mean, whatever route I had, it don't even matter no more. So I just always tried to make sure that. I was diligent with my releases, especially against long arm guys. I hated guys with like super long arms. So who you say like throughout your playing career, like your biggest matchup, like every time y'all went against each other, you'll be like, all right, I know I got to bring it today. I'm bringing my all for him this week. My biggest matchup was a guy, well, it was a couple guys obviously throughout my career. Ike yeah. Taylor was one. He always talked junk. We always had healthy conversation out yeah. there on the football field. But one of the guys was Carlos Rogers. Um, I think he was a guy that we just had healthy battles. Remember, he had an interception on me one time and got up and did the salsa, yeah. and uh, and I was kind of hot about that. And I want, you know, I wanted him back. And luckily for us, we played him again in the NFC Championship game, and I got my revenge a little bit. We won that game. I played well. Eli played phenomenal, and then uh, and then that game obviously brought us to the Super Bowl. But between Carlos Rogers, Ike Taylor, guys like Darrell Revis, Pat P, of course, um, those are all guys that I like. You know, you know, I, I was you know, licking my chops to get after those guys because they were the best. And you always want to go against the best and always want to match up your talent. So those guys always set the mark for me. So like once you figured out you was like, all right, I'm good. And like you like separated yourself like from the average receiver in the league. What you did to like separate yourself from the good receivers and like become one of the best? I just worked, man. I mean, there, there was opportunities, you know, there was always a moment for me to work, whether it was in here catching jugs when nobody's looking or, you know, during my off-season program and getting right and working with guys like Larry Fitzgerald, doing different types of workouts, surrounding myself with the greats, right? Surrounding myself with the Odells and the ABs and like, Eli used to bring us out and do a little pass camp with us. Like surrounding myself with guys that are that great so you understand what they think and how they think and and what they do, taking little things from them, right? Taking little things at the top of the routes, like 
I'm taking things from everybody. And don't think for one second they wasn't taking something from me too. So that was one of the things I did was make sure I ask questions when I need to, but pluck things from the great ones because they'll help you in the long run for sure. We thank DeAndre Baker and our other two rookies, Darius Slayton and Dexter Lawrence, for joining Victor Cruz on the Giants Huddle Podcast this week. You can find the Giants Huddle Podcast on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Find us, subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you like what you hear, leave a five-star positive review. It would really help us out, and we would appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. You can find all the Giants podcast offerings at Giants.com slash podcast. That's all the time we have for the Giants Huddle Podcast. For Victor Cruz, DeAndre Baker, Dexter Lawrence, and Darius Slayton, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.